Hello and welcome back to the Winging It podcast, how to build, maintain and totally own a career that you love. For those of you who are new around here, hello, I'm Lucy Hitchcock, your host and founder of Sassy Digital, a no-nonsense digital marketing, branding and website design agency for all businesses. So the Winging It podcast is now officially one year old. I can't believe in the past year that I've managed to put together over 25 episodes of the podcast along with running a business. A podcast takes up a lot of time um, and it initially started as a passion project. Um, When I started Sassy Digital four and a half years ago, I would always get asked by friends and friends of friends how I started my business. Other women would say to me things like, I wish I could work for myself. Oh, I hate my job. And oh, I've always wanted to do something for myself. And my answer has always been the same. You can do anything you put your mind to. And if you want more from your career, then you should absolutely do something about it. In today's birthday episode, I want to give you an update on everything that's been going on for my career and business in the past year and share the advice I've learned along the way. If you're listening to this on your phone, make sure you get the best experience by downloading the Entail app. Entel is an interactive podcast platform that combines the best of audio storytelling with the richness of the web. So this means you'll be able to follow links, view images, follow people on social and much more by just tapping your phone. The music for this podcast is epic, I know. It's been provided by The Edit Album, a curation of copyright-free music for creatives. Our listeners get 25% off with the code SASSY25 and I'll leave the link in the description box or if you're listening on Entel, you'll be able to click the link now. The last year has been one of change, both in my career, my business and in my personal life. So there's been plenty of celebrations, plenty of mistakes, plenty of new skills learnt, along with the loads of running your own business. So there's also been plenty of tears and panic moments and moments of anxious anxiety. I hate to talk about the negatives because I am generally a positive person, but I want to take you back to December last year where I was at a crossroads. I felt completely drained. I felt stressed all the time. I was working 24/7, but I felt broke and I felt like I wasn't doing it for any, you know, for any personal gain. I was back to being a one-man band without an assistant and I couldn't afford one either. Even though I'm in a privileged position, you know, I have a roof over my head, water to drink, food to eat, heating and light. I pay myself a very small wage as I believe in keeping as much money in my business as possible. I've always have done and for the foreseeable future I will probably continue to do so. Money is something that I had a good relationship with up until I started to run a business. I used to be very careful with my money. I would always squirrel away the pocket money that I was given by my parents. When I worked in London and when I was employed by large companies I was living at home so my savings looked very very healthy and I still lived a good lifestyle with the money that I had free to spend. When I moved to being self-employed, I had the same attitude towards money, but unfortunately, I had more outgoings due to the expenses a self-employed person has. So, you know, laptop, phone, software, all of the things that you don't expect to have to pay for, you know, accountancy fees, all of those um, you don't really account for before 
you go into um, self-employment, not to mention I had moved out my parents, out of my parents' house down to the coast with my boyfriend at the time. I then had living expenses, which meant I had way less money for the things I enjoyed, like eating out, going on holiday. I felt constantly pressured by making ends meet. And eventually I sat down with my parents last December and I gave myself an ultimatum, which was one more year. If things didn't get better and I wasn't living a more stress-free life in terms of money in a year's time, by the time Sassy Digital reached its fifth birthday, then I decided I was going to draw a line, polish up my CV and get a real job. The issue for anyone who owns a business or is a freelancer is that people who aren't in your situation will always assume you are successful, even when that isn't how you see it. We all have our own definitions of success. And to me, my definition of success is financial stability. So when you decide to think about quitting, you immediately feel like a failure. We all go through the bad times as entrepreneurs, freelancers and career women. You may reach a point where you're not happy with what you're earning, but you may also feel stagnant, like you want something more and that you're not moving anywhere. The difference between climbing the career ladder is that when you move jobs, no one thinks you failed at your last one. They just assume that you're ready for a new challenge, a new job and a new salary. But when you've been self-employed or freelance, if you went back into full-time employment, I don't feel like people would have the same attitude and I would feel embarrassed if I were to ever go back to full-time employment to work for someone else. Not just because I would feel like I'd failed, but I also think I'd be letting a lot of people down in terms of the clients that I regularly work with who rely on me and ask me questions on a daily basis. Since I had that conversation last December, a lot has happened. Running a business is a roller coaster and things can be so super low but they can be so super high as well and actually things are going quite well at the moment so that's a relief. My advice to anyone who's felt stressed about money or is feeling stressed about their business just know that things don't always stay that way forever but if you're willing to put the work in then things will succeed and if you believe in your business and you believe in your career then I really think you will succeed and I know that sounds cheesy but honestly positive mental attitude can actually get you a really long way. When Sassy Digital launched we used to work solely on social media marketing but we've now helped so many businesses build their brands online by creating branding and websites on Squarespace and Shopify. At the very beginning of this year we started working with an influencer to help her create her branding and website and if you've listened to the podcast previously then you'll know we work with a few influencers, but this particular one was Sarah Ashcroft with SLA The Label. Since the website launched at the beginning of June this year, we've kind of been inundated with requests from fashion and e-commerce brands, as well as other influencers for both branding and Shopify website design. It's something that's completely changed the way I run my business, and it's really pulled me out of that rut that I found my business in. Between the age of 10 and 12, I always wanted to be a TV presenter. But after this, I thought, actually, I want to be a fashion journalist and I really want to work for Vogue. And I think it was after I watched The Devil Wears Prada, which is really bizarre because it actually paints a really terrible picture of working at a fashion magazine. I desperately wanted to write for a magazine, which is when I began blogging. So 
I ran a food blog for a long time. Actually, I don't know many people know this. I think I might have put it in my first episode, but I used to run a food blog and it was an amazing excuse to kind of eat out every week. But um, the dream of journalism was short-lived because firstly, I decided I didn't enjoy writing if someone else was telling me what to write. And secondly, I didn't really, I don't think I would have fitted in at a fashion magazine, to be honest. Um, I like wearing what I wear. I'd rock up to work in comfy clothes because comfort is key. So to now be able to say that I'm working with fashion brands is a bit of a dream come true. And I I think people think it looks really cool. And it, you know, is a great career when you're working with the right people. Um, and it's really cool to be involved because I love shopping and I love clothes. So I also feel really lucky to continue to help even more incredible businesses and career women build their brands online. The next big life-changing thing that's happened to me this year is that in June I moved from Bournemouth where I lived for three years back to London where I'm originally from in Leafy Surrey. It was kind of a quick decision and I basically just kind of moved up overnight Um, and Bournemouth was amazing and I loved walking my dog on the beach but professionally it's not didn't really do much for me to be down there for my business and so I tried to come up to London as much as I could but eventually um, being in London was just where I needed to be to make my business bloom and I have to say so far the experience has been fantastic. Um, I actually see someone I know every day which is really cool Um, I just bump into people randomly um, and I have so many interesting conversations And it's just the best place to meet people because it's kind of just the central hub for everyone, I guess. So when people say that your 27th year is your best and most life-changing year, I can say that I actually think this has really been true for me. And very weirdly, 27 is my lucky number. So I don't know. Anyway, I've still got a few months left until I'm 28. So, you know, let's hope that it continues to go upwards. London is literally my favourite city in the world. Not only do my friends and family live here, it's where I'm from, it's where I grew up and to me there's literally no city in the world that's more exciting than London and I'm having the biggest honeymoon period. I get on the train every morning and I look around. There's so many grumpy people on the train and I look around with like the biggest smile on my face. I just feel like shouting to the carriage like guys we're going to London today. Isn't that so exciting? Not quite sure how that would go down. Probably not well. But I just I just love it. And I feel so excited to get up every morning and know that I get to go into London. I'm just that positive person that people are like, no, you get off the train. She's smiling. Get her off. Um, so since moving to London, literally all the doors have opened for me. And Becky, who was going to be working with me in Bournemouth, grasped the opportunity and moved up with me. I've had one of the most productive summers of my life. I've gone from sitting in front of the TV most nights to literally having plans every single night, surrounding myself with amazing people that just really have a similar attitude to me. And it just fills me with happiness, basically. Um, The next big lesson that I've learned this year, and this is a lesson that you have probably heard a lot, but maybe chosen not to take due to being stubborn like me is that you really do need to learn to outsource things that you're not very good at. When I started my business, the only thing I outsourced was basic accounting. So I hired an accountant to do my end of year company tax return and my personal tax return. 
Since then, I've struggled massively to do my own bookkeeping. I'm not good at maths. I don't enjoy looking at spreadsheets or numbers. I'm very much more a creative person. I enjoy looking at numbers coming in, but not so much going out. I've tried it all. I've tried QuickBooks, Zero, watching online tutorials, using Receipt Bank. At the end of the day, I realize I don't have time to try to understand bookkeeping. It's one of those things that I just absolutely hate doing. And everyone has one of those things in their business that they hate or they're not good at. And this is my thing. I got to December last year and hadn't done any of my bookkeeping since April. Then I got to April and I hadn't done any of my bookkeeping since December. So I basically hadn't done a whole year's worth. I tried to get up to date and I tried to do it myself, but I don't know how to use my accounting software properly. So one day I woke up and thought, well, this is just ridiculous. So I did what any rational person does and found a bookkeeper on Gumtree. My bookkeeper is literally one of the best things that happened to me this year. And it's one less thing to think about. She knows what she's doing and she she just does it for me. And for anyone who's thinking about getting a bookkeeper, I would 100% recommend it. A bookkeeper is different from an accountant because they bank all your receipts and reconcile your accounts so that they're all nice and tidy to send off to your accountant. Um, so they'll know how to categorize all your expenses and everything like that. Everyone tells you to outsource the things that you're no good at at the beginning of starting a business so that you can do all the things that you are good at. And you'll get to a point where you realize that you can't do all the things and that outsourcing is actually the way forward. So what's next? Well, I'm hoping to share something with you very soon that will help all businesses get access to more affordable marketing solutions. I've been saying this for over a year but honestly it's taken such a long time to get everything together with all of our other client work it's just taking a little bit more time. I'm hoping to expand my team in the near future as well so hopefully that's something that will happen kind of over the next year or so Um, and I want to run some more marketing events. Um, I'm also setting up in the process of setting up another business Um, so that's something that I will talk about more very soon on Instagram I'm sure. So to top this episode off, I asked you to send in some Q&A questions on Instagram to make this episode more helpful, less about me, more about you. The first question is from Dina who asked, how do you motivate yourself to do better when it's your own baby as you're doing your thing? As someone who works for someone else, I get it in my one-to-ones, but you would have to have these conversations with yourself because you're your own boss. It must be hard to critique your own work to see if there are areas of improvement. So I think the first thing to mention here is that anyone who's self-employed is already self-critical. I certainly am. There's some areas that I already know that I need to work on. And this is from asking clients for feedback as you go along. But I also understand the things that I'm not so good at, like remembering to do everything that I'm asked to do. You know, that's always been a big concern for me. So I make sure that I write absolutely everything down and I always have done from the start, which is actually what caused me to start using um, task management apps like Asana so I literally never miss anything. The second thing is to mention that I am so highly motivated when you go to work you know you're going to get a paycheck if you work for yourself you can't guarantee that you're going to get that paycheck so I'm constantly striving to do better and I think a big part of what I do has to do with customer service so I know what my customers want from a company that they work with which is the backbone of a services business and the backbone of the business that we provide but there's things that you'll always learn along the way from learning on the job so like learning from successes learning from things that you've done right and my favorite learning from things that you've done wrong 
So if you make a mistake and it's under your time and your money and your watch, then you'll never make that same mistake again. Ellie from At This Girl Talks Money asks, how do you stay sane? Well, that's a great question. (laughs) How do I stay sane in life or in business? short but sweet answer I don't think you actually I think you have to be a little bit insane to run your own business so the answer is that I don't stay sane but if you want a serious answer I love I love having my own time I literally I tend to work between the hours of nine till six because my own headspace is so important to me I'll also rarely work on the weekends unless of course I've pre-committed to doing something out of hours for a client and obviously depending on who it is other things I do for my insanity is exercise. I box twice a week and I do hot yoga. And it sounds really cliche, but exercise really is amazing for a positive mental attitude. I love this next question. It's what are my top tips for working from home? And this came from Becky who works for me because she's going a bit stir crazy today. Um, She works from home three days a week. So I always get up and sit down at my desk at 9am. I put on a normal outfit, a full face of makeup, and I just crack on. I'm very strict about this, mainly because I always have a lot of work to do, but also because for me, it's important to have a routine so that I stay motivated. If I know that I'm not going to feel motivated, I'll sometimes just go and work up in London or at a coffee shop so that I can get some fresh inspiration. Next question is, Steph asks, when did you know it was the right time to hire? And this is actually a great question because I think we often think that we can't afford to hire someone. But the reality is, You will only be able to do a certain amount of work by yourself, which means that you'll only be able to make a certain amount of turnover if you're working alone because you physically won't be able to handle the amount of work that you have to do. So for me, it was when I knew that I needed someone to take on the extra work. And coincidentally, after that, more work came in and then I was able to make more money because there's two of us. So I think you'll know when it's the right time and you know you're feeling overwhelmed and you know you can afford to take someone on um for a few months. Um if you can't afford to hire someone full time then I'd suggest working with freelancers or if you're happy for people to learn on the job then taking on a paid placement student is a really great way to grow your business and your team. One of the best pieces of advice that I can give for hiring is make sure you get on with that person. Both Jess and Becky Um, I got on with so well on a personal level and although people say you shouldn't really make friends with the people that you work with I actually believe that it helps us all to do a better job so the people I employ are always happy to help me out or do whatever I ask of them even if it's not within the hours that they're contracted to work and I think it's really because we get on at a personal level and they want to make things work. The next question is a social media question from Lost Clothing who ask what is the best way to plan engaging content and work full time in another job? We are actually about to launch a content planner, which is honestly the best thing you can use for this. Content needs to be planned for social media, emails and your website. So using a planning app isn't always convenient for this. And you'll find that you won't stick to the plan within the planning app for all of your social media channels. Use a content planning calendar spreadsheet to cover all aspects of your marketing and then schedule everything at the same time. So this means that's when you put it in your planning app. You should spend about half a day per week on your own marketing if you want to start leveling up your game, basically. So you really do need to put in the time and, you know, you can spread that over a certain amount of days. You can kind of, you know, do an hour 
hour every day if you want to, or you could just block out half a day and get it done. So we have come to the end of the episode. At the end of each episode, I usually ask my guests to share an app that they can't live without because I love an app. So I want to share one with you. I have been using Unum for all of my clients' social planning. You can plan both stories and social media feeds using Unum. And the best part is that if someone else logs into it, if you need to share it with your clients or you've perhaps got an employee that you need to share it with, you can all work on the same plan at the same time, which I think is really, really cool. So someone can update caption and then ask another person to check it and it will update in real time. You can also have hashtag clouds if you post about similar topics regularly. Um, it's got analytics in there and notifications to post, which is always really helpful. So my quote of the week this week is something I said earlier, which is you will always end up exactly where you need to be. I truly believe that your life is already planned out for you and life has a way of guiding you through the experiences that you're going to have. The universe has a funny way of putting you exactly where you need to be, whether that's working for someone else, doing your own thing. And even if you have to go through tough times to get there, then things will always work out the way that they're meant to. Thank you so much for listening and you can join me next week for another episode of Winging It where we've got another fabulous guest. In the meantime, I would love you to leave a review if you've been loving the podcast. I think there's plenty of people who haven't been leaving reviews and um, just a reminder that I produce this podcast all with my own time, my own money. It does take a lot of time. So if you're enjoying it, it would really mean a lot if you could leave a review. Um, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Lucy Hitchcock underscore, and you can follow my company at Sassy Digital for daily marketing tips and branding inspo. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.